मैडम सुहेल आज है मैं अवामी विला टू फेज एट में रहता हूँ और बॉयज़ में मुझे इंटरेस्ट है गे हूँ काफ़ी बॉयज़ जो हैं उनके साथ जो है मैंने जो है सेक्स किया है कुछ बॉयज़ जैसा हमजा है अहमद फराज सरमत लास्ट टाइम किसके साथ सेक्स किया लास्ट टाइम दोस्त है उसके साथ क्या नाम है उसका जवाब कितना सा पहले माई नेम इज सुल अयाज आई रिजाइड इन फेज एट रावल पिंडी आई एम इंटरेस्टेड इन बॉयज आई एम गे आई हैव हैड सेक्स विद मैनी बॉयज ही गोज ऑन टू नेम अ फ्यू ऑफ द बॉयज हमजा अहमद फराज सरमत द पुलिस ऑफिसर आस हेम लास्ट टाइम विद होम डिड यू हैव सेक्स and how long ago was that to which sohail replies with a friend of ours around a week or 10 days ago the year is 2008 to gain better employment opportunities chartered accountant sohail ayaz applied for a 2 year skilled worker visa in the uk while in the uk sohail initially stayed with his sister in sheffield but a few weeks later he left the country Upon returning to Britain he rented an apartment in Whiting Avenue which is in Barking In October 2008 he applied for a job as a grants monitoring officer at Save the Children's headquarters in central London Save the Children was founded in 1919 and it is an international non-government organization. A key objective of this organization was to improve children's lives worldwide. Save the Children employed him as a grants management officer. In the light of the fact that Sohail had no direct contact with children, he was not subject to a background check. During his time in the UK, his extracurricular activities were let's just say questionable so hale had multiple accounts on the dark web for those of you who are not familiar with the dark web it is a section of the internet which isn't indexed by search engines and it needs a browser called tor to be accessed The Tor browser routes your web page requests through a series of proxy servers which are operated by thousands of volunteers around the globe and it renders your IP address unidentifiable and untraceable. The dark web offers a disturbing array of illicit goods and services including credit card numbers, drugs, firearm, counterfeit currency, stolen subscription credentials, hacked netflix accounts and hacking software and unfortunately allows distribution of child pornography i just have to state that the dark web itself is not illegal but what is illegal is some of the activity that occurs on the dark web despite this seemingly bustling marketplace of illegal activities navigating the dark web is far from easy due to users being anonymous It creates a messy and chaotic environment where a significant number of individuals seek to exploit and deceive others. Scams and fraud schemes are prevalent, making it a 
dangerous place to venture into. It is crucial to understand that engaging in any illegal activities on the dark web not only raises ethical concerns, but also exposes individuals to severe legal consequences. And so Hale was involved in the dark web and he maintained several accounts where he played the role of a middleman for a Swedish pedophile who informed Suhail that he could connect him to his contact in Romania who could provide him at least, trigger warning, 15 children for adults to abuse. And then Suhail passed the information on to another perverted individual in Italy beneath the guise of being associated with the charity Save the Children, he harbored intentions that were perverse. Peter Zinner, prosecuting, said, quote, Matters came to light by virtue of an investigation into an international pedophile ring which started off with the arrest of a Norwegian police officer, unquote. Once Ayaz had been identified, Scotland Yard's pedophile unit was informed. They tracked Suhail Ayaz and launched an intensive surveillance exercise. Save the children, officials were also alerted. Zinner goes on to say, quote, In view of the potential for contact or at least obtaining the names of particularly vulnerable children, indeed some of the world's most vulnerable children, via his position, police officers acted swiftly and arrested him at his place of work, unquote. Since then, Oslo police have interviewed the Romanian youngsters, while the Italians have issued a European arrest warrant accusing Sohail Ayaz of facilitation. On February 2009, Sohail Ayaz, age 35, was arrested by the UK police from Save the Children's headquarters. A subsequent search of Ayaz's rented flat in Barking, East London, revealed more than 2,000 indecent images and videos, including pictures of trigger warning, very young children, and of abused teenagers, mostly of young boys, although many had been deleted. I need to give a serious trigger warning here. A number of images fell into the most serious level 5 category and showed distressed youngsters struggling against sensory deprivation as they were tied up, blindfolded, suspended, and subjected to pseudo-masochistic acts. They also found a number of images of him abusing naked teenage boys. While he was in police custody, Sohail admitted to raping a 14-year-old boy. Zinner stated, quote, The evidence also suggests Ayaz was in regular contact with like-minded individuals, not only in the UK, but also consistent with a pedophile ring involving Central and Eastern Europe and the Middle and Far East. There was also email activity between him and others discussing depraved sexual acts proposed with children for sexual gratification, unquote. According to Mail Online, Ayaz Sohail Ayaz admitted to two counts of possession involving 397 indecent pictures of children 
and another 112 video clips which the police said had been gathered through file sharing on the dark web with a network of other pedophiles. At the time, Gregory Stone, the judge sentencing Ayaz, said, quote, One can only conclude that you are driven by powerful pedophile interests. Offenses such as these cause immense damage to children. Society has utter revulsion for such activity, which brings nothing but degradation upon vulnerable children. One very disturbing and worrying aspect of this case is that you sought and obtained work at a well-known children's charity. Now, I have been assured that in the circumstances of this case, that has not given you access to vulnerable children. Nonetheless, there is concern that you were attracted to this work because it may have appeared to you that it would give you access to such children." He was sentenced to only four years in jail. To Suhail Ayaz's credit, his cooperation with the police, his evident remorse, his pleas of guilty and good character meant that he would not be jailed indefinitely. Even though the pre-sentence report made it clear he posed a high risk of harm to children. In addition to four years' imprisonment, Ayaz was also registered as a sex offender for life and would never be allowed to work with children. He was recommended to be deported. Save the children helped us snare him, said the police. Isabel Matheson, a spokeswoman for the charity, said, quote, Save the Children has been extremely shocked and horrified by this case. We welcome the fact that the judge has imposed a sentence which will put him in prison. This man clearly represents a danger to children. We do think it is important to stress, however, that although he was briefly employed at Save the Children for just over 12 weeks, some of that time he was under police investigation. He had no contact with children and absolutely no access to sensitive information about children. We fully cooperated with the police when they brought this to our attention in January. And we hope by cooperating speedily, we have contributed in some way to him being brought to justice. Unquote. Upon fulfilling his only 19 months of his four-year sentence, Ayaz was deported. Then the British government handed Sohail Ayaz to the Italian government in July 2009. He served eight months in jail, which was during his trial, and then he was deported to Pakistan. And that is how this waste of human life ended up in Pakistan in 2011. So it's 2011. He lives in Nilur in Islamabad. But he also had a second residence in Phase 8, Bahariya Town, Rawalpindi. He got a job and worked as a consultant for the government of Khyber Pakhtunwa, KPK. He was making around rupees 3 lakhs, which is $3,651. We do not have information about his personal life, but he did get married. He had a daughter. And then he got divorced. In 2017, a mother of a 13-year-old registered a missing report to the police stating that her 13-year-old used to work as a server at a tea vendor stall. Around the same time, 
a citizen in the neighborhood of Sohail Ayaz's residence in Phase 8 Beria Town lodged a complaint against him. According to officials, a woman resident had lodged a complaint with the Rawat police station stating that the th- there was a 13-year-old who was driving a wheelbarrow within the residential scheme at night. When the police investigated, they found a 13-year-old boy in Suhail Ayaz's residence who had been kidnapped, drugged, trigger warning, raped and filmed. At the time that the police found the boy, this boy had been in Suhail's captivity for four days. According to CPO Rabal Pindi, Suhail Ayaz has been trigger warning sexually abusing children for the last four years by bringing them to his house after drugging them. Suhail, age 46, was arrested from the Rawat area. This was the first case of its kind in Pakistan, says a senior police official who was among those who raided Ayaz's residence in Rawalpindi. He goes on to say, quote, The depravity we discovered in his records was beyond comprehension, unquote. While in police custody, Ayaz confessed to trigger warning, sexually assaulting 30 minors, a nightmare admission which authorities in United Kingdom had predicted during his trial. During the interrogation, Suhail confessed to sexually abusing several children. According to the CPO, the victims of sexual abuse ranged from age 1 to 17. He targeted children who came from poor households. Like I had mentioned before, the 13-year-old boy found in his residence was a boy working at a tea vendor stall. To target children, it just goes to show how cunning and evil this man truly is. And while in custody, he admitted the details of kidnapping another child. And I will not disclose his name, so we're going to call him Ali. Ali was a 12-year-old who would sell eggs for daily survival. So Hale drugged him, kidnapped him, and abused him for two months. When he was done, he passed Ali to Kurum. Kurum is one of his accomplices. And while Ali was with Kurum, unfortunately, he was raped and tortured by the hands of Kurum as well. But the child managed to escape and informed his mother, who immediately filed an FIR against Sohail and Kurum. In an interview with Kurum, he stated very calmly and with a snicker that Sohail is the mastermind behind these acts. And he passed on two to three children to Kurum. And just by the way, his tone is absolutely Oh, it's no big deal. Just two, three children. I am raging from inside. Sohail Ayaz was a chartered accountant and he worked at the Civil Secretariat in Peshawar, which is the capital of KPK. However, the KPK's provisional minister, Shaukat Yousafzai, denied <laughs> reports that the accused was an employee of the provisional government. So Hale was also linked to working with a World Bank funded project in KPK Pakistan in 2014. But again, 
World Bank's country director claimed in a tweet that the accused had been hired by the KPK government as a consultant for multilateral task force projects and was not an employee of the World Bank. But I just need to say that there is evidence which I will attach on Crime Stories of Pakistan at blogspot.com which shows a statement of his earnings that are over $15,000. Yeah, you heard that right. He was being paid over $15,000 by whatever project was funded through World Bank. So he had $15,000 plus another 3 lakhs from his KPK job, which is around $1,050, which he would spend on drugs and other tools and equipments that he would use for his disgusting activities that he would do with children. And then he would sell those photos and videos on the dark web. He also made money by selling drugs. So I'm just like, how did he get a job that paid so well? Like, I understand he's well-educated, but he's a sex offender. How did Sohail Ayaz get away with his disgusting crimes after being jailed twice? And why was no one informed about why he was deported from the UK and Italy? When this news came out, news channels, talk shows, everyone was talking about how did someone like Sohail get a job to begin with without conducting a background check? How did he manage to stay under the radar for all these years? And the blame was placed on the government of KPK for hiring such a man without doing their homework. As you all know, in the UK, a convicted pedophile like Ayaz would automatically be added to the sex offenders register, which he was. And a sex offender register contains the details of anyone convicted, cautioned or released from prison for a sexual offence. Unfortunately, in Pakistan, at that time, there was no such register. And Human Rights Minister Shireen Mazari stated that the government has decided to develop one. And on 14th May 2023, there was an article that stated that there is a service that allows one to register sexual offenders. Tariq Malik, the chairman of NADRA, highlighted that citizens could utilize the service to verify the computerized national identity card numbers of, in- of individuals before hiring them for household chores or employing them at universities, colleges or workplaces. To utilize the service, citizens can send their 13-digit CNIC number through SMS to 7000. Shireen goes on to say that there is no mechanism by which British authorities could have informed Pakistan of such an individual. Okay, this was 2017. You're saying that there is no way to contact and let other at least let the home country know why he's being sent. Former Interior Minister Rahman Malik stated that there is no way for FIA authorities to know of an individual's criminal history in a case like this. Quote, if the person is deported and doesn't declare why he was deported, then he can go through. 
many individuals just say they overstayed or that their passport was lost or expired. Unquote. Rawalpindi CPO Faisal Rana told Dawn News that the local police had no knowledge of his criminal history. Quote, I believe he, Ayaz, came to Pakistan in 2011. We have no knowledge of his criminal history and nothing was conveyed to us. We don't know why he was deported from the UK and whether it was due to overstay or litigation. Unquote. His case was officially registered on March 3, 2020 by the Federal Investigation Agency. The Lahore High Court's Rawalpindi bench had already commuted his three death sentences, which were originally given for three pornographic videos and dark web cases, to life imprisonment. Additionally, one of the three life sentences for child abuse was annulled. He was also ordered to pay compensation to the family of each of his three victims. The court also has demanded a fine of Rs. 500,000, which is $1,754, to be paid by the accused. But what about the other 30 children he victimized? What about how he not only drugged, abused and filmed his victims, but he shared their videos and images on the dark web. He made money off them. Who will pay for those crimes? His accomplice, Khurram Tahir, was handed three seven-year prison terms and, and a fine of 100,000 rupees, which is $350, for abducting the victims. Just going to give you um, extra details. According to the FIA data, the age of children subjected to sexual abuse ranges from as young as 9 years to 13 years. The age of the offenders is between 18 and 30 years. Over the past five years, the FIA, the primary agency responsible for addressing the issue in Pakistan, has recorded more than 2 million cases of child exploitation imagery uploaded onto the internet. The cybercrime wing of the FIA is responsible for investigating cases of online child abuse. Since 2018, only 124 individuals have been arrested and incarcerated. Only 105 cases have been registered against those involved in the crime. In 2018, only one complaint was received from a guardian. 19 complaints were then received in 2019, 83 in 2020, 113 in 2021 and 187 in 2022. According to FIA Cybercrime's Additional Director Operations Tariq Pervez, if every related complaint had been registered, the number would have been much higher. To add salt to the wound, Suhail Ayaz's father came forward in support of his son. Even though Suhail Ayaz has confessed to sexually abusing 30 children in Pakistan and uploading their videos to the dark web, his father was upset with the police for issuing pictures of his son on social media all around the media rather than keeping his identity concealed. He was pissed off because his videos were being circulated and his pictures were being circulated. He stated, quote, they, they should have treated this like a normal case rather than creating such a big deal about it, unquote. When Suhail was in police custody, Ayaz's father told reporters that his family has links with high-profile backgrounds and he would use his influence to get his son acquitted. Suhail's father stated that the confession given by his son was baseless. 
He said, quote, What is the value of this confession? Hand me a police officer and by morning, I will make him confess that he has molested children. Unquote. Supporting your child is one thing, but this reaction from his father doesn't seem like shock or embarrassment. It just shows how delusional and image conscious he is. It's sickening to hear his father cover the crimes of his son. As of July 2023, the convict will only serve a single life sentence in Adala jail as all the sentences will run concurrently. In my opinion, Suhail should have been hung. But unfortunately, the silence of his case since 2020 makes me wonder where Suhail is right now. Is he really in jail? Is a single life sentence enough for the crimes he has committed? I do not believe it's 30 children. He has definitely downplayed his crimes. And after all the noise that was created at the time of this case, the silence really makes me question, do rapists, pedophiles, serial killers in Pakistan actually pay for the crimes they commit? What this also makes me wonder is that in such a big network, how many more Suhail Ayazes are there which have not been sniffed out or caught? And with that, I end this episode. Thank you for joining me on Crime Stories of Pakistan. Your comments, reviews and suggestions are appreciated. Stay vigilant, stay compassionate, but stay curious. This is your host Shehan signing off. See you in the next episode.